Hmm. Apparently I tore my hip. At some point. I'm not even sure when. Monday, February 28th, 2022. I'm Steven Sersky. Thanks for joining me. And this here is my daily audio blog, or daily audio digest, as it's been described as well. And I try to publish this every Monday to Friday, so throughout the week. And then also on some special occasions, uh, I have some month-long projects where it also include a few weekend editions as well. But uh, this is something I try to do about the life of an expat working traveler here in Beijing. I live in Beijing, China. I study Chinese. Got a few other interests uh, that keep me busy. And so this is where I uh, talk about them. Uh, if you want to find out a little bit more about what I do, uh, you can head over to my website, stevenmasursky.com. Uh, there's this audio blog archive uh, for you to take a look through. Then also I run another uh, larger extended conversation podcast that you can take a look at as well. Have a listen. You can download those from my website free of charge, no problem. There are also this one, this audio blog is available on Spotify the bigger podcast is not, at least not just yet. So, um, But you can head over to my website, stevensersky.com. That's right, archive everything for you to download. So this hip. Uh, I have been dealing with this for years. And like prior to me coming to China. And it's never been, like it's been an issue to a point where I would, like it would be painful but I'd stretch, I'd work out. It never disabled me from doing anything. And I remember one time when I was in South Korea where it felt like my leg had locked. Like literally it was painful to move. And so finally, uh, I mean, the pandemic that started two years ago, um, one of the goals I had, I actually had two goal, overarching goals. One, didn't want to get fat, right? So I'd, I didn't want to be sitting around, uh, eating like shit and drinking a whole bunch and then gaining weight. I was actually in panic mode, sort of um, hashing out ideas what just in case, you know, everything went to complete shit here in China, right? So that, that, that was one thing, was one fear. Number two, the other thing that I wanted to do was work on mobility. And it wasn't any particular part, but well, I guess in particular it was my hip. I wanted to, my, my, my legs, I wanted to make sure that they could move better. I was, I, back then, I could not sit for an extended period of time. I'd have to get up, walk around. Remember I used to, uh, it was, uh, yeah, it was actually at the beginning of the uh, podcast that I started to do. I also had a couple blog posts about this, you know, working out during the pandemic or keeping active. And one of the things I said I was doing is that I was going for half hour walks two or three times a day because I had to. I had to get up, I had to move around because my hip was killing my back, it was killing me. And this is very common. Uh, I, I don't know how many people I meet go, oh yeah, hip, or they're, you can tell that they're in pain, but they don't say anything because they're limping a little bit. That's what it is. I mean, usually it's the uh, quadratus lumborum, quadratus lumborum. Yeah, so it's the, the, your lower back gets injured somehow, usually from... Uh, from sitting for too long <clears throat> a lot of office workers have this issue but uh, and one thing I found that I think at some point my hamstring became locked long and what that means is that it was being continuously stretched it was pulled too tight 
and it was cons- constantly uh, under stress. And so over the pandemic, this is what I've been working on, but I've sort of hit a, a point wherein I was kind of like, I can't move. I've been doing all this these mobility exercises and there's still pain. There seems to be something else going on. Like I, I couldn't cross my left leg over my right leg. I still can't do it without considerable amounts of pain. It's gotten better since the beginning of the pandemic because I've been working on it. But it's been painful, and so I finally decided a couple weeks ago, and I'm not sure if I mentioned this because this has sort of been like something I'm like, I don't know how much I need to talk about on this on this thing, but in, if you're suffering from hip pain or from back pain, I mean, it's not the end of the world. What I did throughout the pandemic was go on to Instagram, uh, find out some uh, accounts. One I follow was Prehab guys uh three guys and a girl who show you different ways of dealing with different aches and pains there's a bunch of other people and the great thing with uh instagram was that i mean it's short all within a minute long videos and a lot of them and you can swipe through them right so it's good so they can pack together nine exercises in one and each one minute or 30 seconds each uh each clip which is great i mean that's perfect for reference or sorry for seeing it and going oh that's what i can do and then taking that and using it the next day it's very quick because and and this is this doesn't replace a doctor but what it does is that it gives you more exposure to what other people are doing to solve problems that you might have now I did go to physiotherapy a couple weeks ago and the guy was twisting and turning me all the places. He's like, I have to stop. Uh, due, to our, due to your limited range of motion, I can't proceed because there might be something else wrong with you. And for our own liability protection, you have to go to a specialist. Okay, fine. Specialist cost quite a bit. I mean, thankfully, it's covered by insurance here. So I'm very lucky for, uh, for that. Uh, but I go to that and the doctor and it was like five minutes he twisted me and turned me this way and that and he's like yeah you have a impingement what impingement so i went today for the reason i was on the subway all day uh was because um i was i had to go to the the mri and the x-ray place which was in Chung, and then later on in the evening this doctor is not available until after 6 p.m and so I had a six-hour layover, basically. It was just like, what do I do? So I came back, uh, which I got another thing done, which I'll speak about in a moment. Uh, but then I had to go back to, uh, in the Beitutung, Shitutung area, to go see the doctor again. And he, he took one, he, he went through all the uh, the MRIs and everything. I've never had an MRI before. This is the first experience for me. Kind of scary, and I'm surprised at how long it took. I almost forgot that I had my uh, sports watch watch, sports watch watch, sports watch on. And as I'm getting pulled into the MRI, I feel my arm getting tugged. I'm like, oh, oh, oh. yeah. So I hope I didn't, uh, uh, you know, destroy the thing. I don't think I did. But anyway, uh, seems to, to have worked. But uh, so, yeah, the MRI was, I mean, it was loud and took forever. I'm surprised that it took that long. But uh, and uh that was, it took, they took however many pictures of the MRIs, a bit of the x-ray. The x-ray people didn't seem to know what they were doing. Uh, or they didn't, he wasn't, one of the guys was like, he wasn't sure why my hips weren't moving. I'm like, dude, that's the, that's what you're taking pictures of. <laughs> Stop 
pulling. <laughs> Stop pushing. That hurts. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, surprisingly, did this all, uh, most of it in Chinese. Some of the girls knew English. Uh, so it was, uh, it was good uh, that they were able to communicate with me a little bit like that. But this doctor, this specialist, takes a look at these MRIs. He picks, points out this one part, this white part. And he goes, yeah, that's an impingement. That's a, that's a tear. I'm like, well, how did that get there? I'm thinking like a tear. I haven't been able to move my legs for like a long time. And I've been, we're talking like back in the day when I first came to China, I started lifting heavy, the 5x5 program. Like, and I was, I, I squatted 120 kilos. I was deadlifting 170. I think I topped out at, you know, like heavy, 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 heavy. And he's telling me I tore my, I don't know, some ligament around my hip. I can't remember which one it is. Um, and I'm, and he's like, yeah, it's, it's not serious. Uh, so you'll do conservative, uh, therapy first, I guess, so like physiotherapy and anti-inflammatories, NSAIDs, I think, and NSAIDs, I think it is. I was like Advil, Tylenol, things like that. Um, and then we'll see how it goes after three months. You might have to think about, you might have to go through surgery. I'm like, no. No, there's no surgery happening. No, I am no, not at all. And he's like, oh, it's not a big deal. It's just ethical. I'm like, no, 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 no. There could be infection. There can be, oops, wrong leg. It could be like, uh, oh, you know, we hit an artery and you bled. You know, that think. I, I mean, I'm thinking catastrophes, right? I know, I know. It's, it's doomsday thinking uh, that doesn't you know, uh, help at all. Fear mongering, basically. But I've seen. Other people on Instagram, and I've read about this uh, hip issues online enough to, I mean, unless something is literally out of place that cannot be put back into place through stretching, uh, then, I mean, that's the only reason why you'd ever have surgery, basically, like something's broken off or something. But uh, with a ligament tear, I mean, this is, that's rest, that's uh, anti-inflammatories, which resting is difficult because it's the hip joint, but then also physiotherapy. And going, I, the one time I went to this physiotherapist, the reason he stopped was because I couldn't move my leg very much. But afterwards, I did feel a lot better because it had been pulled. Someone else was able to pull it into place or at least get, start moving in that direction. And that was stretching it in the way that it hasn't been stretched in a very long time because I can't do it because my body says, ow. Stop that. Now, I've been working on that. I do have a bit of a pain threshold if I know it's going to lead to something better. If I know it's going to pay off and I, I, like my whole goal is to get rid of this hip pain so I don't feel it anymore. I have no doubt that my years of drumming and then uh, my shift into office work in my early 20s probably has something to do with this. So, I mean, but this has been... A long time coming, so I, I can't expect it to change overnight. But at the same time, there's hope. It's it's there. It's I mean now I officially know. In Canada, they never sent for sent me for an MRI. They sent me for X-rays to check the, the skeletal system. That was it. You know, and then they gave me some amoxicillin, 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 an anti-inflammatory, which you can't drink on. Even this doctor is like, well, you got to go anti-inflammatories. I'm nah. No, I just no. <laughs> Sorry, no. I don't do I don't do those drugs unless I absolutely have to. And we're talking like only if it's post surgery, sort of have to. Other than that, you know what? I have my own means of anti inflammatories, and I don't mean drinking. I mean like 
maybe I'll up my flax seed intake, you know, fish oil, things like that. Uh, but I want to know the pain threshold just so, uh, I mean, he, he didn't say painkillers today. He said anti-inflammatories, which would help sort of the swelling in that area. But you could ice things as well. Um, and I'd rather sort of do this as naturally as possible rather than depend on uh, drugs. That's that's always sort of been my take on these uh, on these things. So yeah, that was uh, that added to quite a busy day because it was. I mean, they sent me to this doctor that's way out there, way across, way across the city. Um, now, what else did I get done? It's, uh, today was actually very productive because not only did I get up and do my workout, I went for a four and a half mile run or four mile run with a weighted vest, so that was good. I figured, you know what? There's worse shit happening in the world than getting up at six o'clock in the morning and going for a run. Put your shoes on, get out there, get going. Plus, four by four by 48 David Goggins challenge this weekend. I got to make sure I can actually get it done. So that's what the, I'm prepping for. But today... In addition to the workout, in addition to the doctor's appointments, I managed to record episode number 29 of my podcast, of my uh, big cast. So I will have that uh, hopefully up by the end of the week. We'll see. I'll have some video clips as well. This one's a much shorter one for those of you who are saying that sometimes my podcast goes on too long. Um, I don't know why, but this one topped out at an hour because she had to get going. She was... a uh, um, originally I said it was going to take two hours or whatever. And she's like, well, I, I don't really have that time, but if we do an hour, we can do it at this time. So boom, that it gone, done, check. Uh, this episode will be of interest to people who might be thinking of, uh, entering into the translation or interpretation uh, area or what it takes to do such a job. It's kind of fun to, to, uh, hear about how people, are able to act as a language conduit. As in, this is what I've been calling it, a language conduit, which is what an interpreter is, basically. So episode number 29 of my podcast should be up very soon, hopefully within the week. Right on. End of February already. And it's not a leap year, so it's not like we have an extra gimme to be like, oh, wow, almost fe- end of February. Oh, my goodness. No, we're there. Uh, midnight tonight marks the beginning of March. Which means that also my March Motion uh, challenge starts tomorrow. And I still haven't published the the blog post that I wrote about the thing. I haven't finished it. Uh, So we'll see when I get around to doing that blog post. But I I was thinking about this. I mean, February's gone by so quickly. There's a lot of, you know, this Ukraine thing going on. This war in Ukraine has sort of distracted me along the way. But at the same time... Uh, again, like this morning, it's like we might not always have the freedom to do it. So, what else are you gonna do throughout March? I do want to learn this program. The uh, it's not, it doesn't have to be the best thing ever. It just has to be a learning experience. So for the next month, March first until March, I think it's thirty first. Yeah, I'm gonna be working with motion. This won't be as big or as intense as May You Make Your Movie because motion is used to make short clips like 10 minutes uh, 10 seconds 15 seconds in duration like very short effects it's meant to make uh, titles or generators uh, for Final Cut Pro some animation the one thing that would be really cool to to learn more about is actually how to use Pixelmator Pro and Apple Motion those are the two programs I'm looking to 
use quite a bit. There's also a guy on YouTube, uh, Simon Ubsdale, who does a lot of motion tutorials. I want to go through a lot of them and see how they do. Uh, without the pressure of having to make a full-on movie, uh, this way you know, I can just focus on motion for the next uh, three or four weeks. Not only that, work is at a bit of a low, so I'll be able to spend a little bit more time on these things as well. Which is good, because uh, I want to know more about that program, especially heading into April, when I probably will do the April, April, April After Effects, or April, Adobe April. I'm not sure which one it is. Do I want to learn all of the Adobe programs, or just After Effects, which is, uh, you know, sort of a step up from motion in that it does actual computer graphics animations and stuff like that. That's a full suite it's like a, a program meant to do uh, special effects. Whereas Apple Motion is basically plugins for Final Cut Pro. So this weekend, a little bit of a challenge because I do work. But uh, uh, as I mentioned, this 4x4x48 four by four by is going on. So starting Friday night, 8 p.m., I'm going to run 4 miles every 4 hours for 48 hours. So that's 48 miles total. And one of the things I was testing out this morning was how long it was going to take me to run this. And I've been pretty consistent. That takes me 11 minutes per mile to complete. So roughly around there. I mean, I run very slow. Uh, I mean, it's more of a jog than anything else. I'm not concerned about uh, really going too fast. Instead, I want to be able to pace myself that I can actually run the whole thing. So, I mean, if it means I slow down a little bit more, uh, I don't know, should I be able to walk a little bit? Because I know ultramarathoners do. I don't think Goggins walks. I'm not I'm not sure if he does. Uh, he might. He might have a different methodology of, atta- of tackling an ultramarathon. But this one, since I have to work on Saturday, that means I'm going to have to run to work, which is about four miles. Uh, I can make it four miles. Then at lunch, getting that run in, that's going to be a bit of a challenge. And at the end of the day, I might actually have to push my start time to about 4.30 or so just to uh, accommodate the end of uh, the working day and then run home, make that again four miles, and then carry on with the uh, the rest of it. Now, will I go to my Chinese class on Sunday? I'm not sure. Uh, I could run there, but then at 12 o'clock, I wouldn't want to be pushing off uh, one of the, the legs of the runs past 1 o'clock or like past too much past 12 o'clock. If you go 12 o'clock, if I can't start running until 1, 1.30, like it's a little bit different uh, going to class than going to work. Uh, I mean, class, there's nowhere really to change. So whereas at work, there's places to change and things like that. So this is a logistical uh, sort of conundrum that I have. I don't want to skip the class, but for my Chinese classes, if I don't show up, I don't pay. So this is, it's not like I'm, losing too much by not showing up it's just simply taking a week off uh, so I can get some other things done as well all right so that has been uh, what's been on my mind today I know the whole Ukrainian mess is still going on I see that uh, what's Putin doing now he put some sort of uh, the nuclear people on standby this this doesn't make sense to me so he's telling them to be on standby or something. Uh, and it's like, uh, yeah, nuclear forces on high alert. 
well, what's he putting him on high alert for if he's the one who's blowing shit up? I mean, I, this is what I'm not really understanding. Uh, I mean, so that would change things. Uh, if he nuked any city, like that would just be a complete shock. Uh, and yeah, no, that would definitely, that would change. I think he would lose everything. Uh, and if he did that, I mean, he only basically has one, um, option at that point. It's like he, he has to survive because at that point, if he, if he messes this up, um, I, I don't think he'll be around very much to tell you the truth. I think, uh, his own system might take care of him and it's kind of, Weird to say that because he's been a, uh, a mainstay of the geopolitical uh, sphere for so long. To have someone like him disappear or get, get taken out, and I, I'm not wishing this upon him or anything. Uh, although, I mean, the way he's acting, it's it seems like this is, he, he sees it as, as his opportunity to do it. But the Ukraine doesn't want him there. And a lot of... His own citizens don't want to be there. The The Donbass region, okay, you can say they're Russian separatists. They don't want to be part of Ukraine because at the end of the Soviet Union, they woke up and one day they were Soviet Union. The next day, all of a sudden, they're Russian-speaking. But in this country called Ukraine that speaks Ukrainian, they're like, well, yeah, that doesn't make sense either. How does that one work? So these, geo, these political boundaries of the geographical areas of the cultural linguistic groups isn't matching up. And, I mean, you can argue... He can argue as much as he likes that he's defending the rights and interests of uh, Russian speakers and Russian citizens uh, around the the Russian Federation. But I don't know if this doesn't if he isn't able to de-escalate this pretty quickly, uh, he might lose face, and it, losing face in Russia would be a, not a very good thing at all. All right, folks, we'll leave it there. Hope you guys are doing well. Hope you had a great weekend. Weather's uh, warming up here, which is kind of odd since the uh, Paralympics, Paralympics, Winter Olympics are starting on Friday. I'm um, not sure how much television coverage they're going to get, but uh, it's been nice. Uh, I You can even see a little bit of a tinge of green on the, uh, on the trees. At least I think so. So spring is here. It's going to be nice weather, and then it's going to be blistering hot in about 45 days, right? <laughs> Hope you guys are well. Take care. Show notes and tracks up on my website, stevensterski.com. Have a look there. Again, new podcast episode coming out this week. And of course, daily audio blog archives available on my website, stevensterski.com. Again, thanks folks for listening. We will talk again. Have a good one. Bye-bye.